Welcome back to We Are Live, Hillside Animal Hospital. We'll take great care of your pets, just like they do mine. I love taking my dogs in for their checkups, for all the work that they've needed done. There's been a surgery happen at uh, Hillside. You can trust Dr. Ed Minyeko and his wonderful staff at Hillside Animal Hospital. They nice. do great work. Cannot say enough good things about them. Dr. Ed, hello, sir. Good morning. Travis, how are we? Feel good after the break? I not only feel great, I'm a little bit excited to get back to Dogs on Film because since we've gone to the reimagination of We Are Live, I've yet to pick up a W. This has been ugly. This, this has been, been, it's been a dominant performance by Dr. Ed. What he has put together is he's like the Golden State Warriors mm -hmm. of Dogs on Film, so I would like to put a stop to that. It's yeah. all because of those payments that I've been making the gardener on the side. Now this investigation is about to pick up. Which makes sense because that would un that makes me understand why his daughters won when they were in too because we know uh, parents will pay for their kids to mm. get things to happen like that okay uh dr ed i have a unique terrible story to share with you and uh, i wanted to get your opinion on it <laughs> there was a uh, uh this is really freaky so i'm part of uh, my neighborhood's group uh like the facebook group right I maybe make fun of the group a little bit because there's a lot of group think and there's a lot of outrage over silly things. It's, uh, it's an interesting group, for lack of a better term. Yesterday, uh, a gentleman posted a photo of a box with a hole in it and a letter on top of it. Okay. If you look at the screen over here, you'll see it. Um, I actually feel kind of bad, but it was posted. It's public. So there's a long note and... Um, I believe in there, there's something that says the, the cat has a haunting meow. And uh, it's interesting, so it's there. So it's like... And it says what does it, the note say? It basically says the cat's nine years old. Uh, we made a mistake. We're moving today. Can't take care of it. Please help her find a good home. So people are immediately outraged that a nine-year-old cat's been left behind. That's a fairly old cat, right? It's used to its surroundings, probably. It's not a... That's not a very nice thing to do to your neighbor or the cat, right? Okay. But they did leave a little air hole in the top of it. Um, the comments, uh, people are outraged. They're mad. Everybody starts tagging people like, can you help this cat? I even was like, man, I don't, I don't know. I guess it could stay in my basement or something for like a week while they figure it out. But I, I legitimately was like, who's going to help this guy, right? And then... Uh, I guess the guy was at work. He's super allergic to cats. So he's like, I can't touch the cat. It's just in that box on my porch. So some guys offer to come pick it up. This is according to the comments under the photo, right? Uh, and he, people are inquiring, like, is the cat okay? What's going on? The guy tags the guy who was coming to pick it up. He said, thank God for these two. They came and picked it up. And um, then it gets a little weird. Oh, boy, what happens? Uh so this is not funny. This is terrible. Um, so <laughs> they tagged the guys who picked up the cat. And then in the comments, the guy tagged responds with the following. And uh, again, uh, uh, huh, huh, huh. So, <laughs> so the cat's in there. He thanks him. He tags him. And the guy responds who picked up the cat in this. And it says, she has actually passed away, matted and stiff. How the F can anyone do this? So somebody, there's no way that cat was alive when it went in the box, right? If they put it has a haunting meow on the note, like mm. this is some kind of a weird, messed up thing. Regardless, the cat was delivered and had an air hole in it and everything. Horrible, 
horrible thing. Have you ever heard of anything like this happening? Oh, yeah. We've had animals dumped on our doorstep at Hillside before. Really? Like, like, that died in the box or died prior or what? Oh, I mean, probably died before. Yeah, and I people mean, just don't know what to do with it? So the guy who thanked these two guys wasn't the actual guy who dropped it off? Or? No, they oh. were good Samaritans okay. stopping by, and they're like, okay, we can help this guy. Who The guy who posted it's like, I don't know why they put it on my porch, I have a dog that'll kill it, and I'm super allergic to him, right? But he was nice enough to post it in so the nobody group. nobody knows who to... They, he's not sure, but they signed a name to it oh, and everything. Okay. Like, how crazy, and it feels like I was super weird, like... Um, get back at somebody that parked in your parking spot or something. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I, you know. So do you think the cat could have been alive? No, no. I just think there's people out there who go the opposite, go to the extreme of that they never want to put their animal to sleep and they they have blinders on about how sick their animals is. I mean, we see it. I mean, yeah. people bring their cat, their animal in for euthanasia and it's like, this should have been done six months ago. It's that bad, huh? Yeah, and, yeah. They, and they just they don't see it. I mean, and they're thinking about themselves and not the animal. And So, I mean, it could be like that. You know, you don't want... It could be like what you said, but it also could be that this person, you know, meant well but just didn't do the right thing. I, I, I think they're evil. I think, this is a, I think this is on purpose. I think there was some kind of weird energy behind it. I think like, you live in the weirdest neighborhood in St. Louis. <laughs> Right. Well, and then and then you get into the part where, again, this is terrible. It's very sad. Like, I don't, you don't want this to happen to animals or anything like that. And I'm trying not to be insensitive because I feel a certain way about cats at times. You're I don't, I don't value. Say, I don't always value them as much as people's emotions should. Listen, fair take, and that's fine. <laughs> I don't disagree. with I you. also understand that people love their cats, and I respect that. Even when they wobble, people still love their damn cats. Mm, 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 mm. Hey. Oh, oh, hey, 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 Gardner. So then the calls for people's heads start happening. Oh, then here we go. Then you have people wanting tests ran and a oh, full, give me a a full investigation. Relax. And again, you don't want this to be commonplace, but I also, like, I can't help but think how many people have been assaulted or uh, carjacked or murdered within a mile of where this was, uh, to, and then not a word. You know what I mean? You got to pick your battles, Tower yeah. Gross. Out. Again. Pick your battles. Again, I get it if you love cats. I, tr I truly do. No, I it's very that. gross and disgusting and very tragic. At the same time, we, I, we, like, ain't, we ain't nobody doing CSI we're not, exams. We're and, not pulling uh, <laughs> McLaughlin and Miller off the, uh, no, off the beat to come. No, we're not, asking, come we're not calling Columbo to try to figure yeah. out who, fig who did this crime. It is sad and gross and disgusting, but you do indeed need, you need to move. Can, have you I, need to move. Your neighborhood is creepy. Uh, have I There's told a new you, story on that page every other week. Have I told you about the time the uh, deceased cat ended up in my driveway in Columbia? How did you have a dead cat end up in your driveway? The damn thing had to have choked or something, and it, it fell into my driveway. But I'm what not was her kidding name, you. Chris? Three, no. What was and I had, I was had a, No, no, no. I had, a, I had a pit bull mix at the time, and I had a mentally ill neighbor who had come by and pointed at that dog and said, that dog runs around here killing cats. I was like, well, that's not possible. She doesn't leave the house or anything. And by some weird stroke, either the lady put it there or it was something weird, a cat was dead in our driveway not a few days later, just stiff, huge yellow cat. I was like, oh no, this nutty lady is going to see this cat. I threw that thing in a bag and went and threw it on in the garbage. Gardner, do you have a sampling of his handwriting? <laughs> <laughs> do, you think, do you think maybe it's adding up that there's some yeah. kind of issue? Isn't that the craziest thing you've ever... Do you think that lady yeah, put it there at my house? Yeah, this is a trend now. Yeah, now I'm... 
now the this sounds the like yarn a true is crime being, podcast actually yeah, now yeah, it's not, start, start investigating start, start yeah and i am uh, definitely a cat sympathizer so mm-hmm. okay beware i'll let you guys investigate that's fair mm. so yeah weird uh, evening on in, uh, in the neighborhood so hmm. you're are we, so you're telling me like people if they just drop dead animals at your at the hospital door we've had live animals we've had dead animals yeah that is i don't that is wow. Why not? I don't know how to feel about that. That's well, very I weird. Mean, it, this is not a negative about them, but we have people walk in almost daily and say, "Are you guys do you make this ID?" You know, because we're a block away. Yeah, uh, there you go. all the time. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I have this brand five thousand dollars sign right above the door. You know, in big, you know, two foot letters, and uh, no, we're not the humane society. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't time. see I didn't see that on your sign, but I'm assuming you're humane society. No, 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 sir, we're not. We are not. That's I would be freaked out by just carrying a dead animal in my car and then driving it over and just dropping it in front of someone. So like I I feel like the like even at your lowest human level, you realize that's not right. Uh, yeah, you know it's not right, but I mean they're seriously could it, they just don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. How do you, that's how a, do you dispose of a dead animal? Yeah, okay. That's that's so crazy. Too. The same way you dispose of a dead body. Oh, well, huh? uh, <laughs> let's do some trivia. Huh? Actually, actually, I got a I got a quick question. Oh boy, it's because I'm frustrated with the cats a little bit. Oh boy, Doctor Ed, is there a traditionally a time of day where cats are most active, or do they they find their own personal schedule? Yeah, I, I think they're. I can't. I, cats. Not all cats are nocturnal animals, but I believe that they're probably a little bit more active at night. Okay. Because yeah. uh, we, we got it down with a schedule with the cats. We go to bed. Uh, the one wobbles till about 3 a.m. Uh, uh, Ripley will wait about 10 minutes believe before she comes into this, to the bedroom, comes to my side of the bed, and then she just sits there looking up. She mm. doesn't say anything. Mm. And then once I move... And that means it's time for me to pick her up and put her in bed. And she sleeps between Jess and I and goes between the two pillows and creates her own little fort. And then I use her as a little bit of a pillow as well. That so we kind of like we kind of snuggle together. That Jesus, is man. adorable. Um, that is... But the ass cat, oh boy. he comes running in. Oh, boy. As cat. He'll come in. He'll like to assert his dominance on me at first because I'll as be laying cat? there. Ass cat. Ask cat and uh, he'll, people, he'll uh, sit on my chest. I like this. He'll nuzzle up to my chin and rub, and then I'll pet the sides of his face a little bit. Then he goes behind Jess and lays on the sill. So this is what we do every night. This happens every night, except damn ass cat gets up at four in the morning <laughs> every morning mm. and just starts running around and doing stuff around the house, and it's just frustrating. So I didn't know if like he has found his own personal schedule. Or if maybe that's just tradition, something that cats will. So what? What do? You, what is your response when he starts running around? What do? You, what do you? It's usually do? a yell, a frustrating yell at first because I don't want to get up. Yeah, and then what? And then it is. You get up and you feed him. Right. Yeah. You're rewarding it. Yeah. Mm. Good training. Your ass cat just trained you. <laughs> Got your, got your ass down. Oh, there's a yeah. drop. Yeah. Your ass cat just trained you. Ooh, doctor. Yeah, that's my favorite thing to say in the room. You know, there's a lot of training going on. It, unfortunately, <laughs> it's the dog training you. <laughs> so now I got to break it? I got to break the cat? Yeah, you do. Break the cat? Uh, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, yeah. don't say it. Um, yeah. It's even taken. We got to adjust. It's even taken home cardboard boxes. I got to adjust <laughs> the cat's behavior, maybe. Yes. 
Yes. Okay. You've just been Dr. Ed. <sighs> well, it's good to know there's something we could possibly do here. I'm just tired of getting woken up at four in the morning knowing that I'm going to get up 45 minutes later. That's all. <sighs> Gardner. You want that sleep? I feel you, man. Okay. I'll, I'll blend. You guys ready here? Let's do uh, some But dogs before on we film. do dogs on film, um, I wanted to do this at least, too. Dr. Ed. Dr. Ed. The good doctor is in. All right, Travis, please introduce Dogs on Film. Boys and girls, it's the segment you've been waiting on all week. It's now time for Dogs on Film. It's the bark at the end that makes it gold. It's the bark at the end. That's what does it. Is that the, that's, that's the, it. That's your closer. That's it, man. That was me. Mm. I was the guy who voiced that. Can I get a Dr. Ed ringtone from my phone? Yeah. Mm. Don't ask Gardner far in the middle of the show. He'll, he'll malfunction. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be 10. steam coming yeah. out of we'll his ears. 10. We'll give it to you in June. <laughs> All right. So uh, you guys know how the game is played. For those that don't, it's a movie trivia game of sorts. We give you six movies. We pair movies up against one another. So we have three sets of movies. You guys have to guess which one has a better score on Rotten Tomatoes. If you get it right, you get a point. Now, throughout, I'll let you know, the group, if you all have the same one, you'll have different answers. I'll decide which one I want to go to. Okay. And let you know if you have a right answer with... Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. Or a wrong answer with... <laughs> you don't want to hear that one. Mm-mm. You don't want to hear that one. Don't put that dog in a box. I haven't heard that in a while. Mm. Yeah. Oh! oh, oh, oh trash oh, talking. Oh, oh, boy. Man. And we're off. He go. Oh, Gosh. that that ass cat trained you. Whoa, I haven't heard that in a while. He's Whoa. flexing that uh, that education. Some cockiness this today. Yeah, I huh. like that. Right, I, like I appreciate that in a champion. And we do have a uh, tiebreaker movie. Which if we get to that, it won't go against another one. You guys have to just guess closest to the actual score. We have themes throughout. Usually each pairing has a theme. I've been going back to some of the dog movies we have already used. And seeing, kind of testing your memory on them as well. And so our first pair of movies will be dog movies once again. Okay. All right. You guys ready? Yes, sir. Okay. Here is your first dog movie. So you're getting a tablet? Getting a tablet. $160 from Amazon. You ever used one before? No, I don't know. But, you know, somebody's going to set it all up and I'll be raring to go. Didn't you have trouble with a laptop? Yes. But, you know, I mean, I just got to have it. Because I got this job lined up I could have where I'm just reading law things. And, you know, just, you know, but I have to have an email address. You're reading what? Law briefings, you know, just weird. All right. Eight Below, 2006, (laughs) Drama Adventure. (laughs) What? Two hours. Frozen Wasteland of Antarctica (laughs) serves as the background for a tale about the bonds of friendship and loyalty. Three members of a scientific expe- exhibition, Jerry Shepard, Bill Walker, his friend Cooper, Jason Biggs, and an American geologist, Bruce Greenwood. Did you say Bill Walker? Yeah, I did. Paul Walker. <laughs> there we go. Beloved sled dogs behind after a devastating accident and increasingly perilous weather conditions. Alone, the dogs struggle to survive in the harsh Antarctic winter. Man, I could have used a drink before coming in here. Huh? <laughs> he came in It at was at 11 a.m. I was going to say it was well before noon, Sean. <sighs> It was 2.30 that day. Oh, okay. It was All right. well, that's not, that's and I forgot bad. to mention, my friend Sean reads movie descriptions to kind of <laughs> help you guys out. So if somebody's jumping in there wondering what the hell that was, my friend Sean reads the movie descriptions mm. to help 
folks out in this game. Okay. So are we is he helping us out or are we basically helping Sean out at this point? Can it point? be both? Yeah, I, agree. I often think it's both. Right. You're mm-hmm. probably right. All right. So here's your second one. Okay. Eight below going against another dog film. Have you had a drink today at all? No. Marley and Me, 2008, <laughs> film adaption, drama, or yeah, film ad- adaptation, drama, two hours, one minute. Newlyweds John and Jenny Grogan, Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston, leave behind snowy Michigan and move to Florida, where they buy their first home and find jobs at competing newspapers. Soon afterward, the Grogans adopt Marley, an adorable yellow Labrador pup, but Marley soon grows up to be a mischievous handful. Still, even when he's destroying the furniture and failing obedience school, he always manages to bring out the best in John, Jenny, and their growing family. So, interesting sideline to Marley and me. I was down at my father's house in Florida, and uh, and, and and I was going to the beach because he lives right on the beach there. And uh, and uh, and there, sorry, the beach is closed. I said, "What? The beach is closed? The beach can't be closed. It's 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 a private beach." Well, they're filming Marley and Me. <laughs> well, of course, I never saw Jennifer Aniston or Owen Wilson mm. or Marley. He was an old <laughs> dog. <laughs> I mean, how they put up with this thing is just stupidest movie. <laughs> so there you go, Marley and Me. Verse eight below. Sean, now a film critic. This is outstanding. Well, yeah. Um, this is, uh, you got Paul Walker versus Owen Wilson. Bill Walker. Yeah, that him too. I think uh, it was a movie that really snuck up on me and blew me away. I'm going Marley and Me. It's a movie that I was like, ah, why am I watching this? And then as the movie goes along, I'm like, this is such a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have to go Marley and Me, and it's specifically because of my age and the folks I knew that were going to see it. And... Uh, I don't think it's rated super high, but I think it's high enough. Yeah, you, you have, it has to be a sweep. I mean, you just can't imagine that that Marley and me could lose to eight, eight below. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, by the way, the last 10 minutes of that movie, just absolutely just earth shattering, right? Which one? Uh, Marley and me. Oh, the like dog, that. The dog yeah, that, 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 that hurt. I've never seen it, but I know exactly what happened. I, was like, I, I just have no desire to see. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I, I didn't know it was going to be that curveball. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't realize. I thought Marley was going to go on and play basketball. At what point should we feel like uh, we're, on, we're in the bonus, if we're in extra innings for our dog's ages? Depends on the dog, right? Yeah, I mean, I think anything over ten is a win. Yeah, with well, any breed, it depends. It depends on the breed. I mean, average lifespan for a Great Dane, maybe you know, when you figure in all of them, maybe only seven or eight. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, a little tiny little poodle, maybe more like eleven or twelve. I met. I once met a twenty-one-year-old dog. Yeah, it couldn't see or hear or anything. It was just existing, but Jesus. it was twenty-one. That's gross. Did you hear about the sequel that, that Paul Walker made? Mm-mm. Remember this? Mm-mm. Yeah, they called it Eight Feet Further Below. Mm. So. You can't drop this thing, it's too expensive. <laughs> Here's what's happened. Dr. Ed had to put in an abnormal amount of dogs down this week, and he's responding, he's responding wait, creatively wait. with humor. This is to Dr. Ed's joke. <laughs> Thank you, Gardner. And also to you three. <laughs> what? Well, I, knew it. I knew it. I knew it because Gardner, as we were talking about this, he was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Go on. Marley and me, 62. Oh, that's way too low. Eight below, 72. That is racist wow. as hell. Have you seen eight below? I have not seen eight below. Then how can you make that? That joke? doesn't matter. Nothing's beating Marley and me. That is an incredibly low score. Rotten Tomatoes. You racist as hell. Okay. All right. 
I'm trying to figure out the racist angle. Where'd that come from? Because. Dr. Head. Because they're showing favoritism (laughs) or what? Because he disagrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's <laughs> Thank you. It's not that difficult. Right. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with the actual film. No, so. yeah. no. Travis, that math yeah. question is incorrect. You racist as hell, teacher. <laughs> from now that's on, get him, Trav. Yeah. Gardner, I know we avoid uh, copyrighted music, um, but uh, from now on, anytime we say Paul Walker's name, can you play that? Uh, it's been a long day. Yeah. It's when the car goes to heaven, as it was described to me once. It did not go to heaven, movie. but it, I see where someone Well, you then argue it. with Charlie Marlowe about that, okay? <laughs> it didn't go to heaven. Is there <laughs> it didn't go to heaven, Charlie. Okay. It did not. It just took an off-ramp. Okay. Cars don't go to heaven. All right. They take an off-ramp. Tell that to, to Tater from that Cars movie. Yeah. Shut up. Come on now. Shut up. You ain't seen one of the damn car movies. You haven't seen a Disney movie in 20 years. Shut your mouth. You're going to use a Disney character reference. You ain't seen that damn movie. Is that, is that his name? <laughs> it's Mater. Mater? Mater. Mater. Tater. 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 Shut up. <laughs> shut your face. Yeah, you know that Marley the Mouse. <laughs> Marley and Mouse. <laughs> All right, no points for anyone that round. <laughs> that's the way it's going to be. It's going to be an ugly one. Our second be. pairing. Okay. Pitcher's duel today. John Leguizamo movies. Ooh. John Leguizamo movies. I cannot say that movies. last name correctly. Uh, guess who can't either, really? Oh, boy, this should be interesting. So uh, <laughs> here's your first one. Summer of Sam, 1999, drama crime, two hours, 22 minutes. During the summer of 1977, a killer known as the Son of Sam keeps all of New York City on edge with a series of brutal murders. The philandering, the philandering, philandering Vinny, John Leguizamo, 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 unwittingly almost becomes a victim of the psychopath. And soon he and numerous people in his orbit, including his wife Diana, Mira Sorvino, his punk rocker friend Rich, Adrian Brody and aspiring porn star Ruby Jennifer Esposito are trying to figure out the identity of the killer before it's too late. Well, side note, I spent the entire summer of 1977 in New York City. What a time! It was weird. I was 17. You know, we were in Rockaway, of course. You know, it was just you know, it was mm-hmm, the weirdest course. thing. It was just bizarre. Berkowitz would have loved you. Well, he would have, but I wasn't. You know, I, you know, I, I was hanging around with these locals. You know, because you know, what am I going to do? I'm 17. I'm there for the whole summer for crying out loud. So I met a bunch of cats, you know, we are all, and I brought some hash oil from Chicago, a ton of it. So I made friends pretty quick, and, you know, we are getting all high and on the beach. You could feel it in the air. That whole city was crazy. Every day the papers were crazy. It was just nuts. Everybody was scared to death. It's weird. It's cool. Oh, he was there. This could be considered a dog movie, you know? Oh, yeah. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well done, yeah. Dr. Ed. Yes. And that was brought to my attention as well. Nice. That's a smart play. Very uh, big part of the storyline there. I would be, that is, what a bad dog. For not stopping? No treats. Mm-hmm. Telling him to murder people? Son of Sam. That's actually a Spike Lee joint, am I correct? Summer of Sam? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I thought Spike Lee directed that film. You probably shouldn't be asking me this question. That's a good question, I'm sorry. And you might lose your black card for the day for Damn. even doing so. Damn it, never mind. You didn't hear that question from me. So, Summer of Sam, going against the na- another John Leguizamo movie. Okay. There you go. 
Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Ooh. Julie Newmar. 1995. Drama. Cult film. One hour, 49 minutes. Elite Manhattan Drag Queens. Vita Boheme. Patrick Swayze. And Noxima. Jackson. Wesley Snipes. Impressed <laughs> regional judges in competition. Securing births in the nationals in Los Angeles. When the two meet pathetic drag novice Chichi Rodriguez. John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. <laughs> one of the go. losers. One of the losers that, that evening. One of the losers that evening. The charmed Vita and Noxima agreed to take the hopeless young under their joined wing. Soon the three set off on a madcap road trip across America and struggled to make it to Los Angeles in time. What? Gotta see that one. Wow, he hasn't seen that. No. Um, outstanding in Roadhouse, amazing in Ghost, but Patrick Swayze's best movie is Tu Wong Fu. I'm not even kidding. That tu is Wong a, Fu? Yeah. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar, yes. against Summer of Sam. I am going Tu Wong Fu. Summer of Sam. Mm, I'm going to go with Wong Fu. Wong Fu. <laughs> Summer of Sam takes it with a this. 51. I don't oh. get this. Oh, my God. To Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Neymar. 41. That's weird. Let me tell you something. Man. If that was made today or if they go back and review it, it's going it, to be no lower than a 77. Easily. Due to the content. No doubt. And I think they should actually do a, a remake of that. Which one? Uh, to Wong Fu. Or Summer of Sam. Uh, Summer of Sam, no. I think we have enough. Probably because Spike Lee made it. Uh, yeah, I that. Right. I know he didn't win an Oscar for it. No, he did not. <laughs> but Tu Wong Fu was actually a very entertaining film. I'm surprised that it's that low. So Chris has won. Damn it! Guys, Rotten Tomatoes are having an off day. I guess so. You racist as hell. Travis and Doctor Ahead have zero right now. We head into the final pairing. Okay. And this will be newspaper movies. Newspaper movies. Okay. That's your theme. Here you go with your first one. Ace in the Hole, 1951. Drama Noir, one hour, 52 minutes. With flaws that outweigh his, his talent, reporter Chuck Tatum, Kirk Douglas, has bounced across the country from job to job. Winding up in New Mexico, Tatum gets work from the local newspaper but finds that there's not much in the way of pressing news. However, when Tatum catches wind of a treasure hunter, Richard Benedict, trapped in, in a mine shaft, he turns the story into a media sensation. Sensation. Soon Tatum is using unscrupulous, unscrupulous, unscrupulous tactics to draw out the situation, mm. an approach that comes back to haunt him. I lived in New Mexico. <laughs> Do you like New Mexico? I love New Mexico. I should have never left. You went to school there, didn't you? I certainly did. Which one again? I went first to the College of Santa Fe, and then I went to University of New Mexico. Lobos, Lobos, woof, woof, woof. I should have never left. I had to leave, though. Yeah. Why'd you have to oh, leave? Oh, I was in a little trouble there. What'd you do? <laughs> yeah. I was getting too deep into something, so I thought it was safer just to go back to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't sound hash, funny at all. Or I, Somebody else's hash oil. Yeah. You know what's going to end up happening? Because I ran a little, I got a little too deep into something. I thought I'd be. Has anyone in the history of the United States said they'd be safer in Chicago? <laughs> Here's how it's gonna, this is all going to work. We're sitting up here, we're working our ass off for the last three and a half years to grow this brand and this podcast. What's going to happen is that Sean's going to be a part of he's a serial podcast, <laughs> and it's going to discover that he's been a part of our show this entire time, mm. while under our noses he had committed one of the greatest crimes in the history of this country, and we had known nothing about it this entire time. Might happen. How could you not hide out in New Mexico as opposed to Chicago? Isn't that weird? You leave New Mexico to go to Chicago. It's generally mm. the other way around. Mm. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? does it? absolutely <laughs> make me wonder. Who just leaves New Mexico? To return to Chicago, All to right. not be found. Your first newspaper movie was Ace in the Hole, and here's your second one. 
Anyway, The Post, 2017, drama thriller, one hour, 57 minutes. Oh, Catherine Graham, Meryl Streep, is the first uh -huh. female publisher of a major, major American newspaper, The uh -huh. Washington Post. With help from editor Ben Bradley, Tom Hanks, Graham races to catch up with Catch up with New York with the New York Times to expose a massive cover-up of government secrets that spans three decades and four U.S. presidents. Together, they must overcome their differences as they risk their careers and very freedom to help bring long-buried truths to light. All right, the Post versus Ace in the Hole. It's got to be the Post. That's Steven Spielberg, baby. It is. So I'm going Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, and Steven Spielberg. That's a open and shut case. Absolutely, it's the Post. Dr. Ed, do you want to go? No, I want you to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be really boring and stick with Spielberg. Wow. Oops. Damn, I can't. So I'm going to go for the tie. Ace, go in, for the the Ace yeah. in the hole? Yeah, I've never seen it, but I'm going to just take a chance. Dr. Ed? Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. Ace in the hole. By God, he's done it. 90. The Post. 88. Wow. Never, never heard of that movie though. To be I, honest, it's pretty not, wild. I yeah, I, 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 I can't remember. I don't know if I've ever heard someone be like, "Yeah, great movie." Mm. So it looks like we're going to the breaker of ties. It's the tiebreaker. Okay, that too. It's called the tiebreaker. Wow. So there is a tiebreaker today. Doctor Ed's still alive. The dominating performance of Doctor Ed. Can he bring home another winner? Gardner, our tiebreaker. Tiebreaker has a little bit of a theme for this coming weekend. Okay. So here you go. And now that St. Patty's Day is just around the corner, we've got the, 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 the tiebreaker, The Boondock Saints, 1999. Dr Ooh. Drama crime, one hour, 50 minutes. Tired of the, cr of, of the crime overrunning the streets of Boston, Irish Catholic twin brothers Connor, Sean Patrick Flannery, and Murphy, Norman Reedus, are inspired by their faith to cleanse their hometown of evil with their own brand of zealous vigilance, vigilante justice. As they hunt down and, and kill one notorious gangster after another, they become controversial folk, folk heroes in the community. But Paul Smack William Defoe, Willem, Willem Defoe, an, ex an eccentric FBI agent, oh boy, is eccentric in this one, is fast closing in on their blood-soaked trail. Sean Patrick Flannery, what's your full name? Sean Patrick Francis Brennan, because I'm Patrick Francis, because I should have been Patrick Francis Brennan, because my, my, my father's younger brother had a child before my father, who was the oldest, and he got the name Patrick Francis Brennan. So they said to throw Sean in front of mine, because it was my right to be Patrick Francis Brennan. What did your grandma call you? Oh, like, that's my mother's side, the Fleischman side. She called me Cianne. Yeah. What kind of name is Cianne? That's the Jewish yeah. side? She didn't like the Irish. Quite frankly, the Irish didn't Jesus. like her. <laughs> <laughs> well, Our I got to go to the bathroom. Can I get out of here? <laughs> got to go. Come on, man. I do. I have a half a bladder because remember, I, I was farting out of my penis. I had something to pick you They called me Pierre. All right, I'm done. I got to go. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. True story. You can't make this up. <laughs> As a medical professional, was that disheartening to hear? Oh, too much. <laughs> It is absolutely clear that we just need to add Sean to the natural rotation. He called it something tetriculitis. I'm willing to sacrifice my spot on the show. Um, he can be the new white guy. Like, I think that's fair. I think that's the only way. Can we, we do a live dogs on film someday. We're sometime. probably going to have to. We can do that. try it. We have no FCC guidelines now, so I'm not, I don't really care. No, what and happened. we can do a live one someday. Oh, we will do a live yeah. show. With Sean in, you mean? Yeah, or we'll like, do one or with at Sean. a bar. Like, oh, we, we're going to do an event. We no, yeah, do, we're going to do We're going to do a theater we show. We probably we're do both. Have, yes. That's absolutely Well, if Sean's involved, we'll need to use uh, the Grandel up the street. There's <laughs> 500 people come out and see him, man. Um, all right, so the tiebreaker, the Boondock Saints. Gentlemen, go at it. Yeah, Good I'm, luck. Uh, uh, this is a tough one, and I don't want to influence his, uh, his guess, but 
for reasons, for personal reasons. I don't know why I would say that. More to come. Uh, I'm going to say 51%, despite it being a cult classic. Considered a cult classic yeah. among its cult. I went 73. 73? Nice. There you go, Dr. Yeah, that's Ed. probably a good guess. I just feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those that a bunch of kids saw when they were 17 to 19, and it's not nearly as good as they thought Get it was. Get him, Dr. Ed. Get him. The Boondock Saints, according to Rotten Tomatoes, is a 23. What? Oh. What? What a plot twist. What? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Breaking the streak is none other than Farmington's own Christopher Tiberius Denman. I, that. I, I didn't know Norman Reedus was in that film. I can't think of anything. Yeah. yeah. Can you think of anything else he's been in besides The he Walking was in, Dead? He's been in, so that was a big one. He was in yeah. The Blade yeah, he was. Two? He was in a movie where he was like fighting some kind of zombie things because they, they would always get photoshopped to be like, look, here's a leaked scene where Daryl dies. But it's actually from that movie. So, uh, hey, thanks for playing. Uh, it was a good wow. time. You're, you're actually going to take that victory? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 23 or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't I It can't a be 20, that bad. Boondock Saint? It's like I don't the know. biggest cult classics that I know. I thought, uh, again, like to bring up movies we were talking about earlier, like I loved Varsity Blues and American Pie and stuff. It's very possible Boontock Saints is not so good. Uh, the first time I saw it, it's be- I'll put it this way. It's better than 23%. It has to be, right? Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's not, it's Willem there. Dafoe alone is worth well, 40 There you go. Yeah. Exactly. So that's weird. Wow. Mm. Rotten Tomatoes. You're assholes. I don't have anything else to say about <laughs> have you. Ever, you. Hates, have you ever? They hate the Irish, too. Yeah, I know. Like they hate everybody. There's a documentary on the guy that made that. Are you familiar with that guy? Mm-mm. It was a weird, crazy, erratic story about all that, but that's for another time. We'll get well, it. Maybe we'll do a documentary uh, version. You mean made Boondock Saints or the guy who made the Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> I think that guy's boring. Uh, the Boondock Saints creator. That's who yeah. I would like to see Dr. Ed meet on the street. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Someone who does man. radio. For, just, yeah. He'll put them in a box, poke holes on them, and leave them in front of I an animal I want them hospital. to feel the looks mm-hmm. and the anger that I get from Dr. Ed. I want them yeah, because I'm right. just a conduit right. for Doctor. that. Yeah, explain the scoring system. Yes, thank you. I'm with Dr. As Ed he, on that. As he, uh, as he has a cattle prod in his hand, he's like, yeah, Explain it talk. to me. Boom, Dr. 23%, huh? As you know, you're explaining you know, it to me, realize it's stupid. <laughs> you know, I have a T-shirt that says I castrate things for a living. No! Oh, oh, oh. So we can make those available in the Bijack store. Oh, I like that. Well, let's make a line of veterinarian clothing. We <laughs> that's, should. That's the new wave. Yeah, we definitely yeah. should. Uh, Dr. Ed joins us each and every week. This week, no exception to greatness. Amazing. Wonderful appearance, sir. Thank you so much for coming in. Well, thanks, you guys. Always a lot of fun. Absolutely. Hillside Animal Hospitals, where you can find Dr. Ed and his wonderful staff. Again, fear-free, certified training. If your dog doesn't like going to the vet, this is your answer. They take great care of them. They're located very conveniently in the South St. Louis area. Look them up online, Hillside Animal Hospital. Their Facebook page is always updated. They're doing a big blood drive in uh, April, I believe, so keep an eye out for that. We want to push you all to that to help out. Dr. Ed and Hillside Animal Hospital. Thank you, sir. Thank you, We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Get your fair fouls in. You can win $10 at Southtown Pub, which could be used at comedy tomorrow night. So quick break, super quick break. We'll be right back. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live.
Welcome back to We Are Live. <laughs> That's a fun break. Yeah, yeah. I got a little bit eventful there for a quick second. <laughs> Dr. Can't. Ed punched a hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true at all. <laughs> uh, you know this cheese challenge uh, thing? I love it, Chris. I have been saying from day one, the cheese challenge internet, A+. Gardner, you have something on the uh, on the cheese challenge. Let's get to that in just a second. We had a text. I might not have seen the car movies, but I made a movie in a car with Travis's mom. Wait, who is that? Who is that, Kankle? Chris? Kankle. Oh, you son of a... Oh. Oh. Kankles. Oh. Mm. Man. Mm. So what's this video? What's... Uh, Travis has a new favorite cheese challenge video. I do like him. There I do enjoy go. them. Yeah, he likes them now all of a sudden since it's well, adorable. What there I was like. a little girl one, right? Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they're getting a little bit better. So right? here's the one Travis likes now. <laughs> and the caption is, yeah. I did the cheese challenge with my dad. Grandpa. Oh, with grandpa. Terrible. Look at this. Look at y'all. Hey, reaction, grandpa. And they said his reaction was priceless. The I internet has no shame. I showed this to is Jess, this and she was like, no, this isn't. You can't do that. And then right after, she's like, hey, can we do one where we throw a pe I should have asked Dr. Ed about this. This is what I meant to ask him. She wants to throw one in the ass cat's face, a piece of cheese. So is it okay to throw a piece of cheese for the cheese challenge in our cat's face? If I did that to my dogs, they'd just be like, thanks, and eat it. <laughs> That's what happened. A guy actually threw one. Uh, this lady threw one of her boyfriend's face while the dog right. was can sleeping we, can next to Can we not him. be cursed? Can you kill this video? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to be what curses us. <laughs> this won't be it. It's one almost... More, one more time. Right at the yard. And if you're, not, if you're listening, it's, uh, it's a harrowing experience, a piece of cheese being thrown onto an urn. So what were you saying? A dog what? I don't forget. I, no, there was, no, there was a video of a dog sleeping next to his owner, and oh, the yeah. girlfriend walks in to try to do the challenge on her boyfriend by throwing cheese on his face while he sleep. Unfortunately, the dog was eyeing the cheese all the way until it hit the owner's face, and the dog nearly bit off the owner's face. Can't be mad at the dog. No, can't be mad at the dog. The dog's doing dog things, just like that Jaguar. Do you see that yesterday? Mm. You see that woman yesterday? That woman <sighs> said, while yes, I was in the wrong for being over the barrier, the zoo should strongly consider extending their barrier. White people was wrong with y'all. Oh, come on. I'm just saying you was in the wrong. Just say you wrong. Just say you were wrong. How in God's name? Like She said she was wrong. I blame her parents. And just stop it there, period. Don't go anywhere else. Don't say oh, anything you're else. You're asking a lot, Trent. Yeah, I know. I blame her parents. They were too good to her <laughs> growing up. He probably paid for her college. How are, you not, how are you not just stricken with shame and right. you're like, boy, am I lucky to be alive? Yes. Thank you to the yes. zoo for not, uh, I say executing, putting the sleep, the animal, right. because of my mistake. Right. Boy, that'll never happen again. Am right. I right? Huh? Right. Who's ready for Black Panther 2? Not right. me. Uh. <laughs> that was a good, you should see. Mm. You would have been a good publicist, man. Mm -mm -mm. Very good. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'd like to apologize on That's behalf of the Cox. Does that change my credit score, Gartner? You can't. You can't do the score. Can in we real get? Time. Me, I mean, the credit scores can be changed, right? They can change. Uh huh. It takes years. It won't change. Oh, though. for the love of God, no. man! No. Not even just the fact that she said extra white statements during her television you didn't interview. Prove that she's white. 
But she she kept she kept going hard on the. It was a black panther. She did. She kept mm. emphasizing the black part. You ain't mm. got to do all that, woman. All right, let's do some fair foul. It was one of the good black panthers, oh. black jaguars. So. Damn you, Gardner. Uh, oh, today's topic: uh, leaving your hair in the sink after trimming the beard trimming. Is no, that what I'm it is? sure our audience is going to be very appropriate and professional about this at topic. Targeted at one Travis Terrell by Chris Gardner. Races got some hair, great huh? submissions. Let's do it. Oh boy. At this defining moment. Change has come to America. People often ask me, what's fair or foul? Homeless guy asked me. Is it a segment? Is it a movement? Is it hope? I can't say. I got a movement for you. Time will be a true test of its power. But I can Mm -hmm. say, fair or foul is now and forever for the people. For the people. Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. It's now time for fair. We give it back to you, the people. Or foul. (laughs) <laughs> it's a segment that Josh of By Jack likes to call All Right, Man. It's the People's Fair File. Shout out to you, Josh. Groovy, dude. Groovy. <laughs> Groovy, man. Uh, here we go. Fair. My wife can't stand when I leave hairs in the sink. However, today's show really put things into perspective for her. Okay. Because now she knows it is medically possible I could be blowing those hairs away with farts out of my penis. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And things aren't really that bad. (laughs) Good God. It's from the Black Sheep trying to get 10 bucks to Southtown Pub. Oh, man. If it's my boyfriend's beard hair, fair. If it's my girlfriend's beard hair, foul. (laughs) Cankles. This is the kind of performances I expect from you people. This is solid. This is solid. This is the part where the Major League team starts off the game with back-to-back home runs. And you're like, are they going to keep it going? Here we go. Looks like the offense is picking up. Foul. This is the way the Federales find you. Right, Gardner? I've said too much. <laughs> Ghost mode. TT's <laughs> pink eye. Those are good. We are on one today. Oh, boy. This is going to be a tough one. By the way, in sports, how about OBJ getting traded to the Browns? How about them apples? There's your sports for the day, guys. <laughs> Foul. This is a disgusting habit. But I'm more disappointed in Trav's defense of himself than anything. Same here. It's kind of... Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, I was expecting to hear the story of the Leroy Stubble. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've said too much on this show. I'm supposed to add L-E to the first name, right? (laughs) It was La Leroy. (laughs) You didn't even have to add the La Leroy. Oh, my goodness. This is a performance. This is a show. Mr. Stubble had a great new razor design to catch the stubble while shaving and dispose of it without the mess. Yes. But he was stopped by his racist employer, Jackson Gillette III. There it is. Yes. People are reading their history now. Our audience is reading their history. Yada, yada, yada. Leroy's designs were never used. Thank you. And now Trav leaves stubble in the sink as a form of protest. Yes. That is racist as hell. Yes. The JVL Jackal. JVL Jackal from way downtown. Bang. These are good. 
This music's finally appropriate. That, no, this is finally an epic performance. Wow. What a day. What a show. It's been a great show. They said it couldn't be done. They, they, who? They, who, 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 who were these people that said, done. I don't know. It seems to be that people Gen are very supportive. They are. Our parents even support us, which is odd. Still trying to figure out they're still on peyote. Chris Gardner. Wow. I'm between Kankles and JVL. Oh, man. Those are good. I'm going to go. That's a gross place to be. I agree. It's a place. Somehow comforting to me. Mm. Mm. I'm going to go Kankles today. It was short and sweet. JVL's is pretty good, though. JVL. Your, ja your performance was solid today. Mm -hmm. Absolutely solid. I was going to go Black Sheep. But I'm actually going to flip it's, it. I'm not going JVL. Oh. You're going Jackal? No, go ahead. I'm going Kankles. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going Kankles. I'll just dual vote for uh, JVL and uh, Black Sheep as, just as a customary nice thing. Yeah. So that means Kankles has won. Kankles is on the board. Town Pub. Wow. Of the new reimagined We Are Live. Oh, man, Congratulations I might change my on the win. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, I'll let it go. Oh, Bubba. So we're going to have a Florida wow. situation. That Leroy. Mm. That Leroy's. How is that? That was the good. Winner. That wow. is. I'm sorry, JV. That was good. We're just going to have to frame that email and put it up in mm -hmm. the studio. Maybe we'll do that. Okay. That's a nice trade-off. Is Kankles going to comedy tomorrow? Is he going to comedy tomorrow? I don't, I don't Text him now, man. Line. Find out right now, live on the radio. If not, I'm going with JVL. <laughs> <laughs> Kankles, find a babysitter. Come out tomorrow night. All right. Guys, uh, when you're looking for a home this spring, you need to hit up Tom Bannister, Circa Properties. You Familiar? mean the Tom Bannister? Yes, that's correct. Is Tom that the Bannister? guy with the amazing Bitmoji? I saw him at Mardi Gras. Yeah, thanks to Adam Bertels. He's got a new logo, too. There's oh, there of, he is. a bunch of stickers floating around about mm. town with uh, Tom's information. You can find him on Facebook. Super easy, super simple to work with Tom Bannister. We love him. You need to use him because he supports the show. He supported our Mardi Gras efforts. And uh, in return, if you're uh, kicking the tires on selling or buying a house, make sure you hit up Tom Bannister from Circa Properties, everybody. That's right. He is the official realtor of We Are Live. Guys, great show today. Big thanks to Tech Electronics for helping us outfit the studio. They're a great local business. Thanks to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill. Thanks to all of the wonderful sponsors we have right here on the show. I'm excited. I get to meet with Buzz shortly. Alexis went to uh, Alexis Otos went to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill nice. yesterday. So shout out to her as well for showing them some support. Guys, keep it here always. I don't mm -hmm. know. Download the show on iTunes, even if you stream it live. Thank you guys for all the support. We're back live tomorrow at 8 a.m. We'll see you then.